What is up, everybody? My name is Sage Lewis. This is the Sage Against the Machine podcast. That's right. Sage Against the Machine. The machine, man. I think a lot about the machine. I try not to think a lot about the machine because when I think a lot about the machine, I basically just want to kill myself. (laughs) I literally try to stay away from the machine. I like to be on the outside yelling at the machine, swearing at the machine, but when I go into the machine, the machine is such a black hole of... It's not desperation. It's it's the greatest existential nothingness. It's the machine. I just, the machine, like good people, otherwise good people, walk into their job in the machine and just become terrible zombies there is a woman who works at um amha it's our housing it's our housing place you know it's like section eight a lot of people have section eight we have amha and she is she is at the front desk and it is widely known that she sucks. She hates her job. She hates the people she deals with. Every, like, I can't tell you how many people have told me they walk into AMHA and are greeted with this person who just is hate. She just, I, like, she puts on a costume of hate. This person cannot possibly be this person in real life but she walks through those doors and she is the gate to the system of hate when you when you if you have to go through amha to get a house i am i am so sorry for you it is a brutal terrible existence and i'm not anybody here Anybody here that has gone through AMHA, just tell me what your experiences are. Just, was it wonderful? Were they there to help? Were they communicative? Did they get back to your responses? (laughs) Hell no. Hell no, they did not. No. There's no one to talk to. Unless you're a house the wanting to get into AMHA, then they love you. They'll talk to you all day because they need more housing, more people in the system. But if you're just one of those meat bags that of need, that need a house, you're nothing to them. I have had multiple people become advocates for people trying to get housing through AMHA and they say the same thing over and over and over again. The system sucks. The whole AMHA thing is fucked and they don't like the people. They don't work for the people. They don't care if you get a house or don't get a house. It. I can't say enough bad about AMHA. Let me see. Do they have reviews about AMHA? Let's see. AMHA reviews let's see let's see let's see let's see here we go here we go 90 google reviews let's just let's do it metropolitan housing authority 3.4 okay most relevant okay uh let's see this person the operator she always had a different reason finally called early this morning to speak to the housing special so once i connected explained everything she even called him okay this person had a good seven months ago when y'all know it's going to snow to be a snowstorm, y'all really need to have a, a plow stuck out keeping up with your parking lots. I had I had to be working this morning. It's been two days. No one's even came to attempt to plow. Meanwhile, we're out here shoveling it. Y'all get together, get it together, y'all. People do work even if they're going to housing government. Well, I guess I will not be going to Chicago Falls anytime soon, if not at all. Uh, 
I love you all. Everyone in AHA, but nothing but helpful, says this guy. All right, good. Thank you for everything. I wish the people that worked here actually cared for the people they are servicing. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Destiny writes, we'll keep updating. I am a, I'm a long-winded millennial with too much time on my hands, so fair warning. Too long, didn't read. Do you love that saying? That's a perfect, the most perfect use of a semicolon right there. TL semicolon DR. Perfect use of a semicolon. Uh, hi, Shannon. Okay. Uh, okay, hold on. I gotta, I'll come, I'm coming to you. Just one second. I'm a 32-year-old and need to be added to my grandma's lease in a public housing and AMHA but denied application without re reason, ignoring all occupancy guidelines, refused to provide me an explanation which is policy told me, I don't know what to tell you, file appeal, yet refused to give me the info on how and spoke to me as if I were incompetent, even hanging up on me. I'm filing appeal plus a formal discrimination suit. I meet all qualifications. Anyways, you get it? Been on the waiting list for three years, says Tasha. And every time I call the receptionist, super rude. I'm telling you about this one lady. <laughs> I'm never able to get the information I need. It's really sad that my mother had to wait years to get stable housing all because the staff at AMHA building has no common courtesy for the unapproved. It's true. It's really true. Uh, they don't help you at all. I turned in a letter a month and three weeks ago letting them know my family had moved out or current living situation on the 3rd of November. I haven't moved up the listed or heard anything back. I'm trying my hardest. I've even filled out a couple apartment applications and nothing. They only help if the father is not in the home, and that is what I believe now. Got an appointment letter fairly quickly. Thank God I needed this. But I don't know why she only gave it two stars. If you get evicted, get all your personal property and your food because they will take what they want and sell your stuff. They're very unprofessional. They have no communication. skills. <laughs> Michelle Ballantine and Stephanie Pence. Damn, dropping the names, LaTanya. No compassion or common sense. <laughs> I currently live in a scattered site unit. It's nearly impossible to contact Michelle Ballantine. <laughs> who is the property manager and Antoinette Brown, who is a recertification specialist. It seems as though no one communicates properly with another individual. And now that my family is facing eviction due to the lack of communication on their part, I did not have nearly as bad an issue living in Colonial Hills, but since moving in the house, you, do you get it? I was at the Akron homeless shelter with my son and daughter, ages three and four, and showed them the proof that we've been staying there. They said, unfortunately, they can't just jump in front of everyone because you're homeless. <laughs> Case workers never pick up their phones. Do you get it? Okay. Let's see what Shannon has to say. Hi, Shannon. She is treated horribly and blamed for everything that the people trying to get assistance. If the person filling out things forced and just doesn't do it, it's her fault. Seen it with my own eyes. Okay, you're talking about the lady in the front desk? Okay. They're okay, but lack of communication. My FBI fingerprints were back, and I cleared, but they never told me, so the deadline that the other person in my household needed printed, boom, had to start over. Damn. Had children's services backing me and pushing them, and I housed myself before they even gave me another this place is the gateway to housing, people, okay? This is the only shot you have if you need public assistance housing. AMHA is who you go for, and I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the place sucks. Hairy donkey dick balls. It does. Are those bad? Sounds bad. Ha, 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 ha. More like a gatekeeper, says Shannon. Yeah. So I stay away from these um, these systems because I, when I get involved, I literally am suicidal. I'm not even joking. I'm not overstating it. Uh, uh, whenever I go into the CSS homeless outreach, they are so terrible to people. Let me give you an example of something that they do that I just like fucking can't. I can't deal. They love to tout the fact that they have laundry, okay? They have these industrial laundry machines, okay? They're beautiful, beautiful. If you don't wash your clothes on delicate, they will ban you from the place. 
delicate. Now, they do delicate so they can get more people through the system. But dudes, they're homeless people who are soup, their clothes are super dirty. And you are required to wash your clothes on delicate at the CSS Homeless Outreach. They they have this really shitty sitting room. It's terrible. It's unfriendly. It's it's uninviting. And you are not allowed to sit in there longer than two hours. I saw a guy who was disabled. He, was he in a wheelchair? I can't remember. He couldn't, he could barely walk or couldn't walk. The, there, and there's nobody in this room, okay? It's me and this guy. And they got, I don't know, a dozen chairs, maybe two dozen chairs. It's me and this guy, and the lady at the front desk said, hey, man, you got to go. You've been here two hours. He's like, okay, cool. He goes to the door. He can't open the door because I can't remember if he was in a wheelchair or if he was on walker, a walker. I can't remember what it was. We're all watching him not be able to open the door. Me, uh... Me and the lady at the front desk. Okay? She just sits there and watches him not be able to open the door that she's forcing him to leave an empty room. So I get up and I help him open the door. He goes outside and sits on the sidewalk right next to the door. He has nowhere to go. He just sits on the sidewalk. They eventually told me I'm not allowed in the building. They told me I was taking a woman there. Okay. I was taking a woman who, uh, she is a young, very attractive young woman who, uh, basically has sex for drugs. And then it gets really shady because she gets super high and I think people maybe rape her. I don't know. So at any rate, she was at a tent at my place and I was trying to get her into the system and I was taking her there every week that they, they are open. They're open for two hours on a Monday and two hours on a Friday for this kind of work. They told a friend of mine that I was not to bring her there anymore. She said that it was no good having a man bring her there. So my friend took her, started taking her, which I'm fine with, but my friend started pushing her too much to do something like she wanted to she was kind of forcing her into a program the girl jumps out of the my friend's car because she felt like she was being taken to a place she did not want to go okay jumps out of the car and my friend just drives off leaves her there on the side of the street the girl calls me and says, hey, so-and-so left me on the side of the street. Can you come and pick me up? So I'm sorry I'm a man, but I was bringing this woman to CSS Homeless Outreach week after week. You tell me I'm not allowed to bring her, so we take her, we give her to this woman who pushed too hard, forced her into, I don't know, a mental health program or something like that, and now the, this woman is out of the whole program. Won't go to CSS. Won't go to my friend. I'm not allowed to go to CSS. I can't deal with the system. I can't deal with it. I literally never feel more dark and depressed than when I am in the system trying to work for people. And so... 
we have to stop talking about how people choose to be homeless, okay? What they usually choose is not to get, to not deal with this system, okay? Let me see if I can show you a guy here that the system worked for, okay? Okay, let me see, one second, let me see here. Second, one second, one second. Come on. There he is. There he is. Okay. All right. Is this post public? All right. I'm just going to show it to you. Here's my friend at work. Okay, this is his job. This guy's name is Josh, and he just set up a camera to show what he was doing at work. I don't know what he's doing here. Let's just watch and see. I'm not going to turn on the sound because it's just loud machining stuff, okay? So what is he doing? Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so he gets, okay, so this thing comes down, okay? What is that thing? Okay. So this thing comes overhead. He pounds it out. It like probably pulls it out of the mold. Bam. Okay. Now what? Now what does he do? Okay. He torches it. That's cool. Does that. Let's see what happens here. Okay. And... I don't know. I can't understand what that does, but I'm sure it's important and it makes some white guy really super rich. So that's my friend Josh. Now, Josh lives in an apartment. He's seeing his kids. He's going to work. And the interesting thing about Josh is Josh is one of those guys um, who is as homeless as it comes, like was. Like Josh is one of those guys that's so homeless, you're like not sure he's going to live through his homelessness. Like he super homeless, hardcore, unsheltered, chronic homeless, okay? But one day, Josh is like, fuck this. I'm going to, um, I, I need to see my kids. And it was like that. Bam. Went to my friend Laren at the a homeless charity who got him into the C, CSS, like, rapid rehousing program. They have, like, this, this shelter of 12 beds. Laren works in the system. Awesome. I just send everybody to Laren. When they want to go to the system, I'm like, go see Laren. Laren works the system like a like a champ. Amazing. Um, he did that program. He got keys to his house. He's in a house. He's in a job. He has totally gone down another path. Now, uh, Aaron, hi Aaron. I'm gonna get to your your statements, and Shannon, I'll get to yours too. There are two other people. I'm not going to mention their names. A woman and a man. And I was talking to the man yesterday, who's they're both homeless, chronically homeless, been homeless for years, and he's like. I was talking to him about like this really low time when this one homeless lady burned down my porta potty and then did about $3,000 worth of electrical damage. And then I got the electrical work done. And then somebody, another homeless person came behind and stripped out all the new wiring. So I had to replace it twice. And I was just like, man, that was a low time for me. It was just really a hard time. And then my friend in the truck yesterday, he's like, yeah, man, 
I just don't understand why I just can't like he 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 migrated it to his situation beautifully. It wasn't like he was he had acknowledged that hard time in my life, but then we got talking about him and he's like, Oh, and I said, you know, I just don't know what the lesson is. Like, what am I trying what is the universe trying to teach me? And he's like, Yeah, man, what is the universe trying to teach me? Teach all of us. He's like, why? Why is the world? He said something like, why is the world so hard on me? Why is it? Why is it so hard? And I'm like, yeah, man. Why is the world so hard on you? And then I had talked to this other woman who has an AMHA voucher. Hi, Mary. Oh, thank you. I'm going to, I'm coming. That's a beautiful question. I'll just hang in there. Um, she has an AMHA voucher and she can't get into a house. And so I think a lot about what people say. They're like, um, you know, people choose to be homeless, right? So, my friend Josh Immler, who has the job in the house and went to Laren, he chose to not be homeless, right? And we celebrate it. Like, ooh, now you're just like everybody else. Congratulations. And then this man and this woman who are still homeless, they're choosing to be ho homeless, right? And... I was like, okay, what's the difference? What's the difference between Josh and these other two people? It's not drugs. <laughs> Josh did way more drugs than any of these guys, I think. He's sober now. He did it all, man. I'm not going to list off the stuff that Josh Immler has done, but Josh Immler has done stuff, okay? He's the piece of shit you all, you like you stereotype a homeless guy. He would say this. He would say to me, Sage, I'm a piece of shit, but I don't steal from people. It's the one thing he didn't do. He didn't steal from people. Now, stealing and taking are very different things in the eyes of homeless people. If they go to you and take something from you, that's not stealing. That you are, that they saw you do it, that's taking. <laughs> and they view that as very different. Now, I don't I don't think Josh stole anything. He just wouldn't he that wasn't what he did, but he did a lot of other shit, okay? So what makes the difference between Josh and these other two people? And I think it's mental illness. And I'm not, well, I feel like the man is seriously mentally ill. Like, um, like, delusional mentally ill you know what i'm saying and the woman is like um depressed just you know gets bogged down and can't pick up a phone can't just you know is just beat by the system okay by the whole thing her whole life that's the difference josh emler was never i would never classify him as a guy with mental health issues he was always pretty together. He was strong-minded, they might say, you know? That's not politically correct, or, but you get, you understand what I'm saying? He didn't have these mental illness issues. So when Josh was ready to get a house and be sober, it's just like that. It just happened. These other two can't do it because of the, what's in their head. And I think that's that's the deal. And then what you have to do is you're like, well, then I don't see how they're possibly ever going to get into a house. I don't see how they're going to do it.
Even if you could force them into a house, they're going to fuck it up and they're going to be back on the street. I think I, I do. I, I, I just, so then I really believe you need tiny houses and tents and because I'm telling you, there are people that housing won't work. Okay. There's been a lot of great conversation going on. Let's get into this. Uh, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. They need to get there any way they can. Why does it matter how they get there? That's insane and discriminatory. Yeah, she's talking back about how that girl, that woman that I, they wouldn't let me take to CSS. Because it's the system and they don't like me. It's me personally. And they don't care if it hurts other people. Shannon says the system will make you turn your, uh, well, the system will make you turn back to bad shit. Yeah. I withdrew from it and did it all myself because it, just 38 days in the system almost blew 17 years of being sober from heroin, right? I only keep a toe in the system so I stay straight in their eyes so they stay away. That's the other thing, man. They, You get in the system and they're coming for you. They're coming for you. Mary. Mary says, what can we do to help these folks trying to set up apartments? I donate to your second chance place on Arlington. Wonderful. But maybe able to help with dishes and furniture for housing. Um, that's a wonderful option. And like Josh Immler probably needs that stuff. I don't have the physical space for that, but I would recommend that you call, you talk to, um, uh, Laren Campbell at the 47 North Arlington house for the homeless charity. I don't really have anything to do with them anymore, but, uh, she would be able to help you. I, I just don't have the bandwidth to work on that, but that's a very important thing. Shannon says, they pick and choose who to help. I mean, the most likely to be successful story, success equals funding from the state. Ah, man, you're smart, Shannon. So that's an interesting thing. Because I was talking to a non-homeless friend of mine this weekend, and we were talking about the system. And she's like, I'm like, why is the system so hard to work? And she's like, they do that on purpose. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, first of all, if what what Aaron said, um, yeah, sure thing, Mary, of course. Thank you for asking the question, and I'm sorry I'm not more help. Uh, here, Laren... At the homeless charity.org. That's her email. You can email her. Okay. Um, they do it, I think, to see if you can actually do the system. Because the system is hard. It's it is undeniable the system is hard. Okay, I don't think, and my friend, my nomholist friend, yeah, you're welcome, Mary, said they do it just so that not everybody gets in the system. They can pick and choose. But what to what Shannon's saying, they pick and choose to help who they help because they'll, they become a success story, and success equals funding from the state. So that's the answer right there. That's the answer, what Shannon just said, because they bury the hard people. They don't want them to come up. They don't like it when I show all the homeless people in Akron in my tent city because it points out how they are failing when they just deal with people that have enough ability, mental fortitude to crawl through that door over and over and over again then um they see the success and they're like look what we're doing we're doing great stuff our system the system works aaron says sorry i haven't been around much but i'm usually at work during a broadcast oh that's okay miss your sundays with sage yeah you know i stopped doing sundays with sage because i felt like i was i i went i was hanging out with my homeless people and um, they didn't want to be on camera as much. And Jane Piper down in Texas agrees with the yup 
three exclamation points. <laughs> and so I think we just have to understand that, that the system is built for a certain kind of person. Same with like school. Like, so like public school is great for super achievers, uh, super needy people, but the people in the middle just get forgotten. Jane says they piss people off and then get nasty if they get upset. Right. Shannon says, I had to have a lady come out to my shelter and take pics to show a committee how bad it was for me, and that made me feel so much more worthless than I already did. Wow. Look at that, Shannon, how terrible her place is. Look how terrible it is. This is one of the reasons I started the church with the, nom uh, the nomadic spirit, because I want to point out that there is benefits for being on the street. And it's the system that makes you feel bad about being on the street. So, do you know how free you could be if you can get rid of utility bills, rent, system people knocking on your door? If you could live in a tent off the grid, every dollar you make is your dollar. Buy drugs, buy food, go shopping, go to uh, Burger King, spend it on your friends, buy cigarettes, buy booze, go gambling. Every dollar is yours. People are spending a minimum between 30 and 50% of their income on housing. That is shitty. Not my homeless friends. 0% of their income on housing. You can't tell me that isn't freeing. I am here to tell you that them making you feel bad about not living indoors is just this shame game they do so they can get you back in the system to grind you to a pulp so you can churn endless money. Mary says, more than that, dude. What do you mean? I want you to know, yeah, like real people, says Jane. <laughs> I want you, have you have you watched this movie, uh, Nomadland? Nomadland, have you watched this? Um, I'm not going to play the trailer because it will uh, ban my video. But Jan uh, Stanbeck travels with Charlie in search of America. So a woman in her 60s, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through America West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. And look at these people. I mean, look at, it's a community, okay? This woman living in her van is living with friends in a community out in the desert. We must not be afraid to live a different life than what society is trying to shame us away from. So, like, for example, Omi! Hi, Omi. Mary says, by the time I pay rent, utilities, upkeep, and food, I'm always broke. What if, Mary, you got a van, were able to live in your van in Akron, Ohio, had a food card, and could go to the local food pantries put out by the food bank? Now you've gotten rid of utilities, upkeep, food, and rent. And you still make however you make your money. 
Mary, you get then to use all your money. What if there was a safe parking place where you could drive your van or car into the, a parking lot that um, had security, had a bathroom or a porta potty, and had an electrical outlet that you could cl- plug into so you could put in a heater and charge your phone? And maybe it cost $100 a month. Could you afford that? And maybe you don't do it all your life, but maybe you do it for a while to save up money to do something else, get a better van, or just live your life. We must free our minds. We must understand that the people that are shaming us because we are homeless are doing it because they have an agenda. You have freed yourself from their trap, from their prison that makes them money. You aren't in actual prison, which makes them money. You aren't overpaying for a shitty apartment. You aren't overpaying for water in Akron, Ohio. You have freed yourself from the matrix. Aaron says, let them have their own wood stick and be who they want to be. Yes, Chris says, what about upkeep and maintenance to the vehicle? Well, for sure. But if you didn't have to pay for rent and utilities, I think that the vehicle could be, you could afford it then without the other bills, says Shannon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't tell me your house doesn't have upkeep. You know, all that furniture, um, Dishes, all the stuff you fill your, all this junk from Amazon that you fill your house with. You can't do that in a house, in a car. When you live in a car or a van, you are forced to minimize. So you spend less money because you can't buy as much junk. So you're going to spend your money on stuff that matters to you, which is usually hanging out with your friends. Shannon says, I take my kids camping. They are totally different kids. But when we come back from nature, they're unhappy within a week or two. But we can't live off the grid with kids or you'll have no kids. We are nomadic by nature. I believe that. I believe that. Here. I um, have chronologically chronologicalized history of the universe. Okay, 13.8 billion years ago, the universe was created. It began, the universe began to expand and heat cooled and subatomic particles formed. Gravitational forces brought the elements together, uh, forming stars and galaxies, two trillion galaxies, each with 100 million to 100 trillion stars. Four and a half billion years ago, okay, so 13.8 billion years ago, the universe, for about 8 billion years, our planet was not there. For four four and a half billion years ago, Earth came along. 3.7 billion years ago, uh, microscopic life formed. Then cyano, cyanobacteria absorbed the sun. 800 million years ago, sponges formed. Then fish and land plants and amphibians and trees and reptiles and mammals and dinosaurs and birds and flowering plants. And then dinosaurs died out 70 million years ago. Three million years ago, a variety of hominids, that's kind of like our ancestors, that's three million years ago, humans appeared 300,000 years ago in Africa with brains as large or larger than ours. That's where it really gets interesting. It relates to us. 300,000 years ago. 200,000 years ago, humans looked like us. 100,000 years ago, the human brain shape looked like our brain. 70,000 years ago, 70,000 years ago, okay, we brown-skinned humans walked out of Africa. 50,000 years ago, we created language. 45,000 years ago, we we rode canoes to Australia. And that's how we did it for 50,000 years. Well, I'd say 40, let's call it 40,000. So 12,000 years ago, we were about 7 million human nomads living peacefully with the land and the sea. Okay? For 280,000 years, we were nomads. 
2,000 years ago. Okay, all that time, 280,000 years, we roamed. Then 2,000 years ago, we became farmers. We became slaves to the wheat and corn and potatoes. We spent all of our time and energy tilling, protecting and cultivating crops and animals. Our time was no longer ours. The crops and animals controlled us. We did not control them, and we stopped walking. 2,000 years ago, we got in the trap, the great trap. We were trapped by our, first by our crops and animals, and then by our cities. Okay? We have to understand that it was not always this way. Okay, what do we got here? Mary says, I have no issues for anyone who wants that way of life. I don't mind helping anyone who does that. I know people who actually do live out there. No shame there. They're happy, and I'm happy they are there. That's so beautiful. See, why can't we just have that kind of acceptance? Wish the system felt that way. Yeah. Don't you, though? Why can't we live the way we want to live? You think they hate nomads. They hate communal, communal living worse. Too many in one spot is threatening. That's it. I think they hate this stuff like they hate communism. They're afraid it could catch on. And um, so they squash it. Shannon says, we've used... You have to use your brains to use survival instincts outdoors to stay alive. Indoors, everything is basically there to flip a switch and turn a knob. You do just become a, a zombie. I mean, you just go to work. You go home and watch Netflix. You go to work. You go home and watch Netflix. You do that. And then on Friday night, you get drunk and you get hungover and because you're so exhausted because you didn't sleep well all the week. And then you do, uh, where did I get that? That's my church of the nomadic spirit. It's my church. <laughs> Here, I'll give you there, look. That's my that's my little church. <laughs> um, so you know, we've learned we're learning to let gay people be gay. Um, we're learning to let black people be black. We have to keep going down that path. And may I say, we have to let racists be racist. We have to let nomads be nomads. As long as you are not hurting someone else, let Christians be Christian. Let atheists be atheists. As long as you are not hurting someone else, you just go on with your crazy self, all right? Now, eventually, it starts, you're like, well, how much leeway do we give people, right? Like, when does one person's equity start hurting another person's equity, you know? That's... uh. That's the question. So let me show you this video. I took this video um, yesterday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is it not? Why can you not hear the audio? One second, please. Default speakers. I think it's speakers. Okay. Here, let's start it over. All right, this right here is brought to you by the Catholic Motherfucking Church. It's not the police that are over here. It's not the inspector. He's been treating us really, really respectfully. The Catholic Church is upset that homeless people would have any kind of shelter whatsoever. And so they called the nuisance department, and now they are destroying it. 
So make no mistake, it's not just the police, it's not just the inspectors, it's the system from the bottom to the top. This is brought to you by the motherfucking Catholic Church. Okay. All right, now. So, here, I'll play it without sound while I talk. So, I took this video yesterday. Where this is, okay, so... You see this grass right here? This is my land, okay? This land is my land. It's not your land. This road that this uh, truck is on, or, you know, this, this bulldozer-y thing, and this police car is a road or an alley, okay? Right over here is my house. This right here is a building, a back building of the a Catholic church, okay? It's not the main church. It's just one of their buildings, okay? Now, right, let me get a little, can I get a little closer? That's it, good, right there, right there. Ah, okay. So this right here, up here, is the Catholic Church. And then over here is low-income housing run by the Catholic Church, okay? This little shelter was not anything people were living in. They were not, I don't know, well, maybe they slept there overnight. I don't know. It wasn't a tent. They took um, some wood fencing of mine that I let them have and they they built a little hut okay it had a top and two sides I don't think it had a three the third side I think it just butted up against this uh, cement wall okay the Catholic Church called the nuisance department to have this be removed it was not on their property it was at the end of an alley. Okay? It was at the end of an alley. The Catholic Church, since the beginning, has been instrumental in stopping me from sheltering homeless people. They are the people that came to the court and said they I needed to shut down my tent city. The Catholic Church... Okay, so here's the thing. You take these people like liberals and, and Catholics that are like, oh, I want to help the needy. I want to help the needy. It's a lying piece of fucking bullshit when the needy actually show up at their door. Then all of a sudden, they're like, well, we can't have that. We can't have that. Those people were in that little hut doing nothing other than surviving. They have taken away every tent on my property. Every tent. There was this one thing. And the Catholic Church succeeded in tearing it down. Now, can we see some of these comments? Can I get these comments for you? Let me see if I can blow these bad boys up. Okay. All right. Uh, here, this person says, maybe you can take them in. To which I said, I don't you think I don't. This person says, let them build a structure at your house. Problem solved. I did. And now the city of Akron is suing me. This person says, amen, cleaning house, doing God work. This guy says, because there's needles all over the property and kids go there, so they're looking out for the little ones. Bull fucking shit, there are needles all over there. I clean up the needles all the time. Now, mind you, I do bring needles in from the health department. Because I think as a society, we have determined that people using dirty needles is worse for all of society for the bloodborne illnesses that get passed around. I pick up all the needles, fucktard. Okay, Paula says my heart's breaking. Get your little thumbs up for that. Get them a tent and they can take with them. I do, fucker. Well, then join the church and start an outreach program. No, I think I'm going to protest the church, actually. 
outreach program. They hate the homeless. Let me tell you something about these homeless. There was a lady from the church. They gave us, they have a blanket program, and one year they gave us blankets, and then this bitch old fucking bitch fucking bitch lady from the church came over and said, um, you're not going to be a part of our program anymore because these people need to put down the needle and get a job. She withheld blankets from her neighbors because she judged people she didn't know. Fuck you, fucker. God damn it. Fuck, I hate her so much. I hate her so much. That fucking prissy Catholic old lady bitch face. You know the one I'm talking about? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. I hope you rot in fucking hell. Because no way. If God is giving you props, which you think you're getting into heaven, which there's no thing anyway, but I mean, fuck him too. Fuck a God that, 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 that gets you into the happy place. Fuck both of you. God damn it. Oh, man, I hate her. Uh, the Catholic Church is the biggest owner of real estate in the world. There it is. It's not people. It's real estate. The comment section is disgusting display of inhumanity. Let them squat on your land. I do. But the church helps people. I think that's the, uh, just a uh, uh, sarcasm. Uh, but the comments of this video are not turning out the way you want. It's not true. It's turning out exactly because people are assholes. Experience in life is the churches of the most evil places. Yep, doing God's work. That guy's for it. They've taken in illegals and helping them. Send these, the homeless, toss, tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. This country's greatest and true genius lies in its diversity. I don't understand. Anyways, do you get it? My aunt owned a pizza shop. She would give homeless people the leftover pizza. It turned into a huge problem. These shelters go there. And there it is. There's the system. There is the system. Um, Shannon says they want to help when there's a photo opportunity so they can say, look at us, we care. Laughable at best. Aaron says religion needs to go. Uh, say when and where and I'll be there. How godlike of her, I know. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but Jesus didn't per, didn't Jesus prefer thieves and undesirable people? I think so. I think so. In fact, didn't Jesus hang out with like the tax collector? He basically took the people that people hated and hung out with them. Um, I think. But then it's not really about that, is it? What? Religion is is uh, just a insider's club. I'm right, you're wrong, you're going to hell, I'm going to heaven, fuck all of you. That's all it's become. It's not about Jesus. They say it is. They'll mention his name and then do the exact opposite of what Jesus... I mean, you know, you want to talk about the Sermon on the fucking Mount? Sermon on the Mount. What's the main point? The speech is known as the sermon. In this sermon, Jesus taught his followers the Lord's Prayer and told them seven parables. Uh, the sermon that contained the Beatitudes, Jesus teaching about God's law, and he expected his followers to uphold. Uh, anyways. Setting, background, components. Uh, let's see. Oh, I can't get into it all. Ooh, teachings and theology. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Observing a high ethic. Anyways, it's all exhausting. Um, I don't know if anything gets better. Some days I think it does. Some days I think we're just moving plates around the table. The hate just stays there. Like, I, I sort of have this belief that everything is balanced, like in Star Wars. You know how Yoda's, like, the Force must be balanced, and then he got Darth Vader? You know? Like, he was, it was too good, right? That the, the dark side needed to be balanced. There needed to be more dark side. Um. So, if that's true... 
I have to say, our Catholic Church started out our first all-in-all shelter. Shelters suck. That's beautiful. Um, Brian, hey, Brian, says the system always wins. It's set up for everyone to lose and be a slave and obedient to it. You and your heirs' waves don't have enough resources and money to fight the system. I got a solution. Leave Rome. Be an international sovereign. Uh, 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 yeah, okay. Let's do uh, the shareable, uh, parable of sheeps and goats. Let's see it. Okay, yeah. Let's. I love this shit. This is good. Okay. Uh, all right. So when the son of man comes in his glory and the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. When the nations will be gathered before him, he will separate the people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put sheep on his right and the goats on his left. The king will say to those on his right. Okay. So which was on the right again? Sheep. Okay. Come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes. You clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer the Lord. When did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, invite you in I, or need clothing and clothe you? When did you see you sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king replied, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you mind, you did for me. Bam, bam, dropping it, dropping it. That's how Jesus becomes the greatest guy on earth ever, dropping that cold truth. Bam, bam, bam. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't buy me in. Needed clothes, you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you didn't look out of me. They will answer, Lord, where did we see you? Uh, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least, oh, it's a repeat. you'll go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. How do the Catholics square that? The Catholics that live right next to me squared that saying, couldn't be more clear, could it? With what they do to the homeless living on my land. Me, this humanist, sweary, angry fucker, is more close to their Jesus than they are. How do they square that shit? How do they think they're going to heaven? Because they said the fucking magic words? I'm telling you, that is human folly. I said the magic words so I get to go to heaven and you don't. No, fucker. No. Here it is. We all go to heaven. You fucking assholes. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You deserve to burn in hell, but there is no hell. There is just the great relief of death which is heaven, where all of my hate finally goes away, and that is heaven. You get it. I get it. The Muslims get it. Atheists get it. We all go into the universe, and we're reincarnated into a billion other things. All of our energy dissipates into everything, and we are at great peace. And that's the only justice. That is the justice. I wish they would go to hell and suffer, but they won't, and neither will I. And may I say, my favorite religion, Catholicism. Richard Rohr's got a new book, ladies and gentlemen. Richard Rohr. Do you read Richard Rohr? Richard Rohr. Uh, new book, I think. New book. I think he's got a new book. Uh, yeah, look, look at here. This guy, this guy is so badass. God damn. This guy is a fuck. What? What? Come on now. Don't be, don't be like that. That cute puppy though. It's very cute. What? Anyways, check out Richard Rohr. He likes to say that he lives on the outside of the inside. This guy fucks with Catholicism so hard. Ah, ah, I love him. What does this say? Richard Rohr goes through the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, explaining the historical culture context of each verse and all the guidance for what it means to Christians today. Get this fucking shit. Read it, read it, read it. Read it, God damn it. That guy brings me hope. 
the Catholics and the the AMHA people and CSS people make me think that the world is dead and dying and terrible existence. Richard Rohr makes me feel that the world is a wonderful, beautiful place. And you know the truth. They're both right. They're both right. All right, everybody. Try not to get disappointed. The world is okay and terrible. It's everything. I love sending this to our city council and pitch Christians ones up. That is fun, isn't it? Peace and light, Shannon. I will stay strong. Fear not, everyone. It is all the way it is meant to be, and the world is okay. And mostly it's okay because I have friends like you in my life who are beautiful, beautiful rays of sunshine and hope and truth and justice and awareness and light and wisdom. Of course we're going to have the opposite. Everything that's good in you, all your goodness is all the badness in someplace else. And probably within you too. You're probably as good as you are bad. I know I am. <laughs> Anyways, people, I love you. I love you. I love you. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.